Now then, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of White Table Talks. This is just our quick intro, uh, just to remind you, please do like and share our stuff. Follow us on Spotify or even jump over to YouTube, hit that notification bell and uh, you'll be reminded whenever a White Table Talks comes out. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Today's a bit different, it's just myself on it, um, but we're talking about insecurities and people that have influenced me in my lifetime. So yeah, please enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Hey, welcome to another White Table Talks with me, Logan Smith, uh, from Unmasked Mental Health. I'm usually joined by my partner, Doug Dennison, but unfortunately he's not here. Um, well, fortunately, because he's, he's at home with his family. He's um, isolating at the moment as he, he is expecting an, a little one and uh, is just making sure that he is nice and safe and safe for his family. So he's just isolating and then he'll be off for another two weeks for his paternity. So he's getting pretty lucky and he's having a month off, but uh, he's working away behind the scenes. Uh, so good luck, mate, for the future. Good luck for what's happening and uh, we'll be here when you need you. I'll be here for you when you need me. Um, always there to support you, bud. But uh, today I just wanted to do a little podcast sort of nugget, a little a little short one, 20 minutes or something like that, just to have a chat about what's happened in my life or what's gone on in my life um, and something that I think is worth talking about. Um, talking is sort of our philosophy at Unmasked, should I say, it's, it's like we promote talking. Um, I personally think talking is is one of the best medications out there. Uh, we usually we have three rules at, at Unmasked. One, we don't talk about religion. Everyone everyone's different. Everyone believes in something different. And uh, the other one, we don't talk about politics purely because it's politics. And the other one is we don't talk about medication, just because one one thing might work for somebody and it might not work for somebody else. So we we're not doctors. Uh, we leave that to them, but uh, in this in this case, I, I believe that talking is the best medication. And I wanted to talk about something that's happened in my life, and also a couple of uh, kind of give them a bit of a shout out because they deserve the recognition. Some people that have played a key role in my life and uh, supported me through lots of stuff. Um, and I guess without further ado, I'll tell you a bit about what's what's actually going on. Um, for the past couple of years, I've lived with insecurities. Uh, I mean, from the outside, I probably don't look that way. You know, beard, covered in tattoos, hand tattoos, nails painted black. You probably think, oh, it's so confident. But in reality, I'm not that confident. I'm confident putting me behind a camera when there's nobody else in the room or I'm confident when I go to do my job and, and talk in public and stuff like that. But on the inside I'm really I'm quite insecure and it's and it's played a big part in my in my marriage. Um, it's affected it's affected my relationship uh, because it can be quite overwhelming for my wife. Um, with my insecurities but it all started a couple of years ago I'd say probably maybe five years ago six years ago um, and it was actually with somebody else now I won't mention names or anything like that um, 
unless I'm speaking about my wife. Um, but I was I was with somebody else, obviously prior to my wife, and uh, during that time, things moved quite quickly, and. Um, Emotions got shared, things like that. You know, um, I got I got quite attached to this person. Now this person went away, uh, went to university, and this person decided to um, be with somebody else at the same time they was with me. If you know what I mean, um, this person decided to yeah step away and be with somebody else, and but while she was still with me and without telling me. Now things came to head and, and things got said and you know we ended up uh, leaving that relationship. And I guess that's where the, the seed of the insecurities got planted. Um, two years down the line, met my wife and um, everything was, was going perfect, everything was fine. Uh, we ended up getting pregnant now we've got a beautiful three-year-old daughter um, named Ola, and um, during during uh, the first year of Ola being being here, my wife decided she wanted to go to university, and I think that's when the um, the seed started to sprout. So in the past relationship, somebody went to university, cheated on me, got with somebody else, emotions so on and so forth. Now, got with somebody, you can sort of see the, 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 the reason why I'm insecure, I guess. Got with somebody, emotions, person's gone to university. Let's say this person, it's my wife, you know, Charlotte went to university. And all these things started to flood back into my head again. Is this gonna happen again? Is it gonna happen again? Because previously when it happened, now I don't know if anybody can relate to, but when when you when something like um, when you get cheated on, you sort of start to question yourself: Why did this happen? Am I not good enough? Or what did I do wrong? Or you know, all, all them things start to flood into your head, and this is what started to happen again. Now there was a massive difference this time. Um, we had a child together. We had bills and stuff together. We, um, we were married, completely different. But although I had all these things and I knew in myself that I was married, had a child, had bills and rent and stuff to pay together. And my wife was actually only a university, probably 20 minutes away. I still, even though I knew them things, I still had them insecurities. Now the repercussion of this insecurity is, is, is one, it, the, one of the main things of my insecurity is actually um, being too overprotective, being too overprotective and, over, and overwhelming I guess is the right word, too overwhelming. Um, now because I didn't know what was happening in the previous relationship, in my relationship now, I want to know what's happening all the time. Now my wife's really intelligent and she's studying hard at university. 
and uh, she's very into it, she's very focused, and when she gets focused, she doesn't look at her phone, she's not on Facebook, she's not on Instagram, she's not on all these social medias or all like that. She's doing the work that she needs to do, uh, and that's why she gets the grades that she does. But for me, I wanna text, I wanna, how's everything going? Are you okay, what are you up to? And that slowly started to break into our relationship and, and cause not arguments, but you know, conversations about it. And uh, it ended up becoming really difficult. Now, I never spoke about it. I never spoke about what was going on in my head. Never spoke about what was, what was happening at home. Until, uh, I'd say probably until my daughter was about two year old. So this was going on for a good year into Charlotte's university or just a bit longer than a year and uh, yeah I'd say my daughter was probably just about two when I started to speak about it and I opened up to Doug actually I opened up to Doug and told him what was going on and uh, we decided let's both go to a peer support group now I didn't want to go on my own so I went with Doug Doug took me along and offered a, a, a hand in guidance I guess it helped me a lot that day by taking me. And uh, I think what I needed to do was to talk about what was going on in my head and somebody else, not me, somebody else to say, you've got a wife now, you've got a child, you've got bills and rent to pay together. You've got, she's at a university that's a stone's throw away. You're in a different relationship. And somebody needed to say that to me for me to get over these insecurities. Or not get over them, but I mean for the, um, I guess to put a plaster on the wound or um, to, yeah, to sort of like get through these insecurities. Now don't get me wrong, these insecurities still affect me today. And uh, every now and again, something pops into my head and I think, am I gonna lose my relationship? Am I gonna lose my wife? Am I gonna lose my daughter? And there's no real reason for it, it just crops up. Uh, but the more I speak about it, the easier it becomes, the better it becomes. Um, and that's why I wanted to do a little talk today about it. If anybody out there is, is struggling with insecurities, the best advice I can give you is to talk about it. Insecurities can eat away at you. And when we talk about mental health, oh mass, you, you know, we both have different sort of analogies of what our brains like. Doug likes to talk about the sponge. I like to talk about the sink. Now the sink is, um, the tap is our life, our constant life dripping away and it's just unsteady, drip, drip, drip. And it slowly starts to fill up and that's our age I guess, the more it fills up. Um, and then during our life we, we, uh, uh, we, we're greeted with obstacles, we, we're greeted with things that happen in our life that can be quite difficult. And I see these as the plates. Every so often we put a dirty plate in the sink, in our mind. Our mind is the sink. We put the dirty plate in the sink. And it builds up and it builds up. And it starts to look a bit like a uni student's apartment or something like that with uh, washing up to the ceiling. But that drip doesn't stop. And it builds up and it builds up. And at some point it's gonna overflow and we're gonna have that breakdown. What we need to do is, is get rid of some of them plates. And how we can do that is by washing them plates. 
or in my or in, in or what I mean is by we, we're talking about them you know to clean them plates we talk about things I think it's so important that we talk about things and some people might find it easier to write things down or share it on social media or but really I think face to face talking with someone even if it's someone just to listen or like I had the experience of just somebody saying Logan you're in a different situation now it's completely different surroundings, it's completely different settings, it's completely different life that you live in. Remember that and forget about that past. That's all it needed for me. And every now and again I just need reminding that. It's obviously harder said than done. I think you need to be in the right frame of mind to talk about things. There's many ways though, like you can write things down, create a journal, they can be the initial steps. Talking to a loved one, uh, you know, we, there's been many times where I've spoke to my wife and ended up in tears, but it helps. You know, we do need that occasional, occasional cry, I think. Um, quite often we build it up and we build it up and we don't cry. Quite often we cry a lot, but that's okay. As long as we're getting our emotions out. At Unmask, we try to unmask the stigma. But the actual name came from Doug. We sat down one day when we first started thinking about Unmasked or it didn't even have a name then. It was just a thing. We sat down, started talking about this thing. And we said, what about a name? What can we call it? And he kept going through different things. We kept saying different names, some ridiculous names. They're probably not that ridiculous, but you know, we went through lots of different names. And we, we came to the conclusion of Unmasked. And Doug explained it to me. He said, you know, when I'm feeling my worst, I get up in the morning, I get dressed, I put my shoes on, I put my gloves on, my hat, my scarf, my jacket. And just before I leave, I grab that mask and I put it on and I hide all of my emotions. And I thought that was so powerful. I thought, you're right, we all just put on a mask to hide our emotions. And sometimes we do need to wear that mask. I'm not saying that we should just unmask ourselves in every opportunity. Sometimes we do need to, to wear that mask. I wear that mask especially in front of my child, in front of my daughter. I don't want, to, I don't want my daughter to see that I'm upset or angry or wherever it may be. So sometimes it's appropriate to wear that mask. But sometimes it's appropriate to take that mask off, whether it's at work or at home even, it could be at home just to show their emotions and show the true, the, the real you. It's so important that we do that. Or at least have the opportunity to do it, whether it's coming to a support group or talking online or whatever it may be. There's so many communities out there where you can unmask yourself. And that's what I needed to do. I needed to unmask myself. And that's what I did and that's what I do sometimes with my wife. So there's many ways you can start it. Like I said, there's this community groups out there, there's our peer support groups, there's many different ways you can unmask yourself or talk about your feelings. I just think it's so important that we do it. Now, I keep mentioning about, uh, uh, well, I mentioned right at the beginning about um, people that played a significant role in my life. And, uh, you know, Bang Up There is probably one of, it, it's the, the most significant role is Charlotte. Charlotte is one of them. The people that got me to go to a peer support group um, she advised me that it was 
it was a great thing to do. I'd never really heard about one. Well, I'd heard I'd, I'd heard about them, but I'd never really considered going to one. And one night we just had a had a good cry together, and I made the decision to go. And uh, Charlotte's played a massive role in my life. Now, starting on mass was not an easy thing. In a, in a previous podcast, um, myself and Doug spoke a bit about where we come from and, and how I started. And uh, I had a really good job before I masked. Um, I mean, this is, this is better, but yeah, I had a good job working for the local council. A really secure job, I'll say. And uh, it was great. But and my wife was at university and she s- supported me from day one when I decided to do a mast. When I decided to quit my job at the council, she supported me. She supported me through everything in my life uh, since she's been in it. Since we've been together, she's been that rock for me. Um, Doug has also been a huge support for me. He's been there, he's, you know, he listens to me when I need to speak. And I guess that's the, the great thing about our relationship is that we sat across from each other at work. We're best friends out of work, but we're also great friends in work as well. And I know that I can open up to Doug at any point and he can support me and vice versa. He knows he can open up to me and I'll support him. I'll be that person to listen to. There's also been another person in my life during that, during that break between the past relationship and my wife now. Um, this person played a huge role in my life and really shaped me into a different person. Um, although later on I had some difficult times, um, he played a huge role in, in helping me in that break, in that gap. Uh, his name's Mark, uh, Mark Ford. Um, we, were friends, we were friends before, uh, but both of us separated from our partners at a similar time and I think we both leaned on each other for support. But Mark played a huge role in my life and he didn't just want to go out for a drink or party or anything like that. He wanted to talk and he wanted to listen and he wanted to be there. And I wanted the same I, I wanted to do the same for Mark. So we, we we chose each you know, we chose each other and we our friendship grew and it grew stronger and uh, we supported each other every single day. Now, now me and Mark don't talk as much as we used to, and it's not because we've fallen out or anything like that. It's purely because we've got other things happening in our lives now, and we both respect that and we both acknowledge it. And I think I messaged Mark the other day, and uh, it's like we never—it's like we never stopped talking, if you know what I mean. Um, I know that I could message Mark whenever and he'd reply and he knows I'd do the same. So there's been some really significant people in my life and really key roles, um, Charlotte, Mark, Doug, and my mum as well, my mum, my mum, proper Yorkshire, my mum. My mum's been a huge support, uh, whether she knows she has or not, um, it's nice to get messages every so often just asking if I'm okay and that's what my mum does every now and again she drops me a message she did it yesterday are you okay yeah fine thanks and she'll just reply saying good 
but she's been a huge support and I really appreciate it. It's so important that we have these people in our lives and so important that we build these, we call them cornerstones of our lives. Friend, friends are cornerstones of our lives. It's so important to invest time in them. So whether that's just contacting them, you know, message them, is everything all right? Just building that friendship. We've got so much time on our hands now. Or the world moves, I know the world moves fast, but we're on as phones 24 seven. It takes 10 seconds to send a message to a friend and ask if they're okay. And just if we build these relationships, build these cornerstones, these connections, later down the line, whether you're having a difficult time or not, you can reach out to somebody and ask for a talk or, you know, when them times do really get tough, you know who your cornerstones are, the people that you can go to and ask for some support. It's really important we invest time in them. So I think that's about it really. I just want to do a little quick one, a bit of a nugget about who, who Logan Smith is and my insecurities. Now I've got more to talk about when Doug interviews me. Um, I've been living with postnatal depression for the past three years, three and a half years. Now, it's not been me, it's been my wife. But I've been living with it because I live with it through my wife. And I'm the supporter. And me and Doug, this is maybe why we work so well together, is Doug has been through his own journey. Somebody who's lived with PTSD and still lives with PTSD. And I'm on the other side of it. I'm the partner, if you know what I mean. You know, I'm the one who's trying to support. And although I do what I do today, and I work within mental health, I find it so difficult to support my wife. Um, I'm getting better at it. Well, I feel like I'm getting better and better at it. But it's still so difficult. Um, put me in front of a group or put me in front of one-to-ones or something like that. And I can support somebody all day long. But when it comes to a loved one, it's really difficult. And so I'll talk a bit more about that when it comes to it. Um, but for those that are listening, please go check out our YouTube channel. It's Unmasked Mental Health. Um, I am recording this, this podcast, so uh, for the people that are watching on YouTube, uh, please go check out our Spotify. All podcasts can be found on Spotify and YouTube and also Anchor. I will link everything in the descriptions. Uh, but if you're listening on Spotify or Anchor, please follow. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Um, the more people subscribe, the more we can access. You know, we have a really great following on social media, um, on Facebook and Instagram. And it's not to give us fame or anything like that. It's to access more people. The more people we can access, the more people we can help. So that's why it's so important to hit that subscribe or share our videos or like our videos. The more people we can reach, the more people we can help. So if, like I said, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, even push that notification bell. So if we upload another video like this, upload another podcast, uh, you'll get a notification to tell you. Um, if you're on Spotify or um, Anchor, just hit that follow button and every time 
we uh, upload, you'll also get a notification. But I don't have my uh, partner to sign off with, so um, I'll, I'll have to do it on my own. But um, I hope you all stay happy. I hope you all stay healthy. And together, let's unmask the stigma of mental health. Take care, guys. Love you all. Peace. Now then, just me again. Just want to say a big thank you for listening to our podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, uh, please remember to uh, follow and like and share our stuff. It would mean a lot. The more we can reach, the better. Our aim is to unmask the nation. So to do this, we need your help. And uh, share, like, hit that notification bell. Whatever you can do to spread us and get us out there, we would massively appreciate it. Again, thank you and uh, stay happy and stay healthy.